The following episode of BG Mania is dedicated to the life and remembrance of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant. Also to the other victims of the helicopter crash, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, Christina Mouser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zabayan. Our hearts, thoughts, and prayers here at Level Down Games are with all of the victims, families, and friends. Please allow us now to have a moment of silence as we pay our respects. BG Mania, a video game music podcast for January 29th, 2020, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. Welcome 
to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by Frank. Sup, yo? If this is your first time stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods in BGM land, welcome. BG Mania is a cornucopia of extra special music that we hold dear, both from the days of our childhood through modern consoles and new releases. That's right, we focus on retro to current games with everything included in between. What we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. Truth be told, those special occasion episodes don't happen that often, so you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. I say they don't happen that often, Frank, because uh, this is our 134th episode of BG Mania, and I think we've done two episodes where we allowed repeats in that yeah, 134 that episodes. <laughs> so you take all the music that we've played spread out across 134 different episodes. We've played a lot of different stuff. Uh, I, I like that that's kind of our thing because nobody else does it. <laughs> so in a couple of years, we're on like episode 300 or 400 or whatever. We're going to have then we, so- by then we By then we could take a day off and just play our greatest hits. <laughs> Eventually we have to. <laughs> but the cool thing is because games always keep releasing, we'll never run out. We may, you know, 10 years down the road, if we're still doing BG and I say if, we will be in 10 years still doing BG Mania because why wouldn't we be? We love doing BG Mania. We, we might honestly run out of retro music to play on the show. <laughs> I'm going to start writing my own. (laughs) (laughs) We we might become a modern only show in uh, several, several years after we've played everything. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We might start allowing for repeats once we do that, because I still want to keep some retro music mixed in here at uh, here at BG Mania. But I'm so excited to be doing this episode. We we just finished up recording the uh, the little bit of max level. Go check that episode out. Uh, Jessica and I talked heavily about the experience we had at the Nier Automata concert in Chicago. This past Saturday on the 25th, you're going to hear us talk about it more today on this episode of BG Mania, because even though it's Radio Hour, which is normally an eclectic mix of music, five tracks from myself, five tracks from Frank, one from you, the listeners, and one from Jessica, my five picks and Jessica's pick all come from what we heard, or for Jessica's pick, didn't hear, which kind of disappointed her, at the near concert. So we're going to be talking heavily on that. Frank has modern picks. I think all five of yours are somewhat modern picks. My oldest game is is uh, from 2014, so yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right. Not everything is from either this year or last year, so there is something from 2014, but... Um we're going to hear well, a lot of modern the stuff from there, then. too. Yeah, all the way back then, six years ago. But I do think this is, regardless, going to be an amazing episode of Radio Hour. Volume 31, the opening track you heard was Frank's first pick. And that was Data Marluxia from the new expansion Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. Uh, just came out the 23rd, and that was done by Yoko Shimomura. Yeah, and I remember when uh, listening to it, I told you this sounds so familiar. So I, I did look into it. And I don't know if I'm stealing another one of your facts. It's a remix of Lord of the Castle from Kingdom Hearts 3. It, it is, yes. And that was a fact. But it's okay. It's not a bad one to steal. It's also in Day of Reckoning and Smackdown versus Raw. You son of a... <laughs> I, I still haven't forgiven you. 
Um, now, uh, this expansion is something that I is probably gonna be the next thing I jump into gaming wise because I've been itching to get back and play it in general. I had a couple trophies I want to knock out. Might as well uh, actually enjoy the expanded uh, universe. Yeah, I, I have still yet to determine if I'm going to be picking up the Remind DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3. I am unsure of how much new story content is included. I do have to do a bit of research because if it isn't much, I may just watch this as opposed to play it. I guess it's fair because, you know, we're all said and done. We want to keep the story going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be, you know, I want to I want to see the story stuff. I want to experience it. But if it's not adding much, because I've heard that it's Bar- just I a lot of Rex. I've heard it's a lot of like remixed battles and that kind of stuff from Kingdom Hearts 3 and like an alternate thing that happens near the end of the game. So I don't know if there's enough really there that warrants me spending $30 on this DLC for something that might just be a remix of things I've already played and not add enough new stuff. So I'm going to do some research. I haven't done enough research on the Rebind DLC yet. I really need to, but uh, I might just, you know, stick to watching someone on Twitch or YouTube play through this DLC and, and get my fix that way. But I did love that track. I remember that from the, um, well, not that uh, specifically because it is a remix of Lord of the Castle, but I do remember that. And it's, dude, that's so good. Yeah, man. And I, I like Marluxia in general. What a good character. Yeah, no, for sure. I think um, one of... One of my favorite Organization 13 members, probably, if I had to think about it. What would my, I wonder what my name would be. Would it be like Fra- Fracture? Or? I think we actually talked about it when we did our Kingdom Hearts 3 episode early last year. I think we were trying to figure out what your name would be in Organization 13. And I forget exactly what uh, what we came up with because it has to have an X in it. It just it's your name anagrammed around with an X in it. Just call me Little Zanny. Little Zanny. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I gu- I guarantee that's a rapper name. If not, it's free for the taking. Just give us credit. <laughs> I'm sure that mixtape is straight fire. <laughs> but oh man, that is Yoko Shimomura. I love every time we get to play some Yoko Shimomura here on BG Mania. I, I I will stick with what I always say every time we talk about her. She is an absolute goddess when it comes to creating video game music. And that track speaks for itself, man. So freaking epic. So rocking. It doesn't get much better. It really doesn't. We love you, Yoko. Yeah, we truly, truly do. But uh, all right, well, I'm going to kick to my first pick on this episode of Radio Hour. And one of the things that I kind of wasn't expecting going into the near concert in Chicago, I am, I guess this is actually a almost identical version of the concert that they did in Japan, the, the near orchestra concert 12018. So the first half of the show actually focuses on music from the original Nier, not Nier Automata. So we got to hear roughly like 10 tracks from the original Nier, Nier Gestalt and Nier Replicant. There's two different versions of the game. Uh, In Japan, the game was released as Nier Gestalt. Here in North America, uh, it was just called Nier. But then there was an alternate version released in Japan called Nier Replicant that made the character look younger. And I believe we got the version here in North America that was based on the near replicant version of of the original near but i'm going to kick off with the very first track that they opened the concert with so from near this is snow and summer
And that was Snow in Summer from the original Nier, which came out here in North America April 27th, 2010 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. That was composed, obviously, by Kaichi Okabe. And what I really like about the opening of the the Nier concert, uh, again, it's called Nier Orchestra Concert 12018, is that they had like an opening video package that showcased everything like from the game. And it tried to give a lot of background about it because they even said this during the concert. But one of the major differences between what we're seeing here in North America and as it goes on tour, as opposed to what they saw in in Japan when the concert first debuted a few years ago, Yoko Taro, the director of the game, you know, the guy that always wears that funny mask whenever he's out in public, um, he created all of these videos and some dialogue to be played in between each piece of music for the first half of the concert because he assumed that a lot of the people in attendance had not played the original Nier. And I'm going to tell you right now, he was 100% correct. People at the concert for the first half, because the first 10 tracks that they did before the intermission were all from the original Nier. A lot of people were confused. They, you know, thought it was going to be all Nier Automata concerts. Some people didn't even know that there was a previous game in this series. Some people don't even know that the game is tied to the Drakengard series, which <laughs> has three additional games, Drakengard 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and it's all one overarching universe. Like, these games are all connected. Some of the story elements all have a lot to do with each other, and they're all telling, like, this major story of this of this world, including Drakengard, like Drakengard heavily ties to some of the plot elements in the original Nier and Nier Automata. So a lot of people were confused by some of the music that they heard, even though some people knew the tracks because a lot of the tracks that they played, like my next track coming up, are quite popular. But people were confused. Uh, the guy next to me, literally after the first half of the concert during the intermission, was on his phone trying to buy a copy of the original Nier because he didn't even know about it. <laughs> like, like he literally was like, tell, because I, I overheard him talking to his buddy sitting next to him. He's like, the issue with trying to buy an old game is that it's an old game. <laughs> it's hard to find. And the original Nier is kind of hard to find online. Um, I'm sure there's like GameStops out there that have used copies for uh, a relatively cheap price. But uh, I, I thought that was kind of funny. If you join the pro membership, you get a discount on previously used games. <laughs> you do, but we're not sponsored by them. So screw them. <laughs> But uh, it was funny that a lot of people just kind of were confused by the first half. So thankfully, Yoko Taro was smart enough to put those video packages together so that, you know, it could see kind of like some of the major plot points that were happening. Now, it did kind of spoil some elements of the game. So um, those that didn't play it, if they do go back and play it, they're already going to know some things that happened. They had 10 years ago. Yeah, they had 10 years. Absolutely. But it was just really cool. And picture that track with a full freaking chorus. That's the first thing I asked you when it kicked in and she was like, was the full chorus there? <laughs> yeah, and that chorus kind of sounds a little bit on the younger side. Now, I, I, I didn't do much research into like what chorus that actually is, but it does sound like it might be like a children's chorus or a children's choir or something like that. I don't know, but the, the track that, that we heard there, it did sound a little bit younger, but the chorus that they were using or the choir that they were using in Chicago was full adults. And my God, some of the range and reach of the the 
is particularly the females in the choir. Dude, they were so good. Like there was one girl who stood out so much. She very much sounds like she had like a uh, background in opera, but oh, dude, it gave me chills anytime that like she like the choir was singing and she was kind of like a major focus. That was so good. And then, you know, there was a 100 plus piece orchestra there for the concert in Chicago. It was so well done. You know, Jessica and I have seen um, Distant Worlds. We've seen A New World. You know, we've seen the two Final Fantasy concerts that uh, that Square Enix helped, you know, produces or I guess it's AWR music, you know. And first of all, huge, huge, huge shout out to AWR music. Leanne from over there, Arch, uh, Arnie Roth himself. Uh, AWR music actually is Arnie Roth is uh, Arnie Roth's music production company. AWR literally stands for Arnie W. Roth. And he's the conductor of the concerts whenever they do that. Like he was the conductor for Nier. He's the conductor for Distant Worlds, the conductor for A New World. Like he's the guy that really puts all this stuff together. And uh, his production company is the one that made all of this happen for us. They made the giveaway happen. They made, you know, Jessica and I getting, you know, two amazing seats. Literally what I feel like are the two best seats in the house. You know how they always say like at a uh, concert hall, the best seats are slightly off to stage left and a couple rows back because that's where all the acoustics from the speakers and instruments kind of land at. They put you right in the sweet spot. She literally put us right there. Like that's exactly where she put us. And it was so perfect. Like we had the best view. Literally the music sounded so well done and it was so beautiful, man. You could see the love that Kaichi Okabe has for his music while he was watched because he watched from the crowd. You could see like the love that he has for like people that appreciate his music. Yoko Taro was so generous and nice when he came out on stage at the end of the show. It was a really, really well done experience. I'll be talking more about the concert uh, throughout the episode. I don't want to spoil everything I have to say. I do have a lot to say. And if you do want to hear even more about our Chicago trip and the concert itself, go back and listen to Monday's episode of Max Level. Like I said, Jessica and I talked for right around 40 minutes on the concert and the Chicago experience. We had a lot of fun, but let's kick to your next pick. All right. um, For my next pick, I'm actually going to go, I'm deferring my pick to to, to one Mr. Sean. He suggested this to us months and months and months ago, and I've been kind of sitting on it. From Tropico were you 6. Waiting? Were you waiting for me to make a joke? Is that why you waited? Like, is that no, why there was a break no, no, there? I, I had a hiccup that I was like trying to find Oh, I, I thought maybe you wanted me to say like, then the, then, the, then the track is like flat as hell if you've been sitting on it or something like that. I don't. Oh, don't do that. That's not nice. Uh, from Tropico <laughs> 6. <laughs> this is Para La Vida.
And that was Para La Vida from Tropico 6, which came out March 29th, 2019, composed by Armin Haas. And like I said, uh, Sean had picked this one out and told us to play it on Radio Wire, but I was like, um, I'll hold on to this for you. This was the this was the big reason why he nominated Tropico 6 for Soundtrack of the Year during the Lowdown Games Awards. Dude, like, he, he was a huge fan in, of the soundtrack. The soundtrack in general is stacked. It's pretty good. It, and it has that, uh, as it should, but it has a very, like, Cuban feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely, you know, was kind of conjuring my inner Ricky Ricardo and Baba Looing along. <laughs> Lucy! <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this. This is this is a good one. It had me kind of like salsaing along. So, you know, there's your visual. Big fat man. Oof. Salsa. Oof. Feel bad for your people upstairs. Why? They can't hear me downstairs. You son but of a bitch. the house was probably shaking, Frank. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm da- I am downstairs and I am shelt. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Audio podcast. <laughs> Audio podcast, indeed. That's going to be a merchandise one day. Yeah, and it's also going to be it's, it's, it's also going to be named my uh, my defamation suit against you. <laughs> It's okay. If you keep up your weight loss, man, you're going to catch up and eventually pass me. I'm going to have to lose weight once you get there. Are you kidding, yeah, I, you, you, you kidding me? I'm going to call you fat so often. It's really soon. <laughs> I'm going to make you cry. What are you at right now? Uh, 280 pounds. Really? You've lost 20 pounds this month? Because you were at uh, just under 300 at the start of the year. So Yeah. I lost about another 16. I it was. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very, very, very well done. Very well done. You got about 60, 60, 65 pounds to go and you'll catch me. I got 90 pounds to my goal weight, so. We're yeah, you want to be, you want to be 190. You want to be one, you want to be under, yeah, so. That's the goal. Uh, I, and then I'm coming for each and every one of you. And I've, I've literally been like 210, 215 for the past like seven, eight years. Like I, I don't gain weight and I just don't try to lose weight either. I just, I do enough to maintain that weight. <laughs> Frank eats one meal a day and he cries himself to sleep. So there you go. There's, there's but the I, I don't know that I can let you be skinnier than me. So when you get down around that, I might have to go back down to 180, which is what I was like 10 so years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll get an eating disorder. I'll get an eating disorder. I'm going to win. <laughs> we'll just... I'm not, I'm not, you're 90 pounds and I'm not like, Frank, we got to stop. We got to die. <laughs> Such a good track, though. Did we um, do we know the composer? That was Armin. Armin uh, Haas. Haas. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember now. Armin Haas. And he, uh, he, what's he, it? He's also, he was also a member of the Scout Corps for Attack on Titan. Oh, I thought he was a, a tag team partner of Shelton Benjamin. That was Charlie Haas. That's the world's greatest tag team. We won't take their name in vain. <laughs> I, what I like about the uh, soundtrack to Tropica 6 is that it is very extensive with the amount of composers that are on there. There's several. Yeah, because I sure as hell almost picked the wrong one. Yeah, there's several composers actually on the soundtrack to Tropica 6, and it's cool how they were all able to kind of like nail that. What is that? What is that Cuban style of music called? Like, what is that? Is that just salsa music? Is that really what it's called? I, I just call it Latin music because I just don't know. It was definitely more towards the salsa merengue kind of feel. Yeah, but I, I just know like it just it, it's so as Tropico is inspired by like Fidel Castro and dictatorship and the That's entirety my dog of Cuba. Right there. No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, man. Tropicals is a fun series though. They're they're really great games. If you've yet to if you've not played any of the Tropical games, I have Tropical Six. It's a fun game. It's really good. Uh, all right, man. Well, I'm gonna go back to uh, obviously the uh, the near concert, as all of my picks are gonna be from songs that we actually heard in Chicago. So the name of this track from the original near, my last pick from the original near, is Kine. <laughs> ¶¶ 
was Kaine from the original Nier. Again, came out here in North America April 27th, 2010, composed by Kaichi Okabe. The vocalist on that track was one that I got to see live at the show, Emmy Evans. I'm going to tell you right now, dude, Emmy Evans is freaking beautiful in person, man. She was wearing this, like, flowing blue gown, but she is crazy skinny. Like, she, I, I was not prepared for how small of a, of a woman she actually is. And uh, it's so funny because, you know, listening to this track and listening to one uh, and, and unfortunately, we can't play the other track that um, that she was on for vocals here on the episode today because we've already played it on BG Mania before. Uh, the Weight of the World. We actually played that in our um, Emotions of Sadness episode. That was in our episode where, uh, you know, obviously we, we took a look at a lot of sad music. It's uh, your boy Martin over in the UK. It's one of his favorite episodes we've ever done. He's listened to that thing like 20 some plus times. <laughs> He tells me all the time that uh, he he goes back and listens to that because he really does. And he says he it is one of our better episodes. He literally knows our like what we're going to say by heart. He's listened to that episode so much like he knows our own dialogue by heart, which is just blows my mind, dude. Like that. That is so cool to me. But uh, anyway, (laughs) 
But uh, Kaede is a uh, character from the original Nier. She's kind of hot. And I always was a fan of her character. There actually was somebody there cosplaying as her at the actual concert, which was kind of funny to see because she doesn't wear that much clothing. And Chicago Saturday night was freezing. 29 degrees. (laughs) It was cold as balls, dude. it, It is a bit of a windy city. Yeah, a bit of a windy city for sure. We uh, we had planned to because we stayed at a really nice hotel, the Acme Hotel. It was on Ohio Street, downtown Chicago, you know, pretty much right on the river, you know, right near Lake Michigan. And uh, we had planned to kind of go bar hopping after the show. After we recorded the, uh, you know, the main discussion for Max Level in our hotel room, we were going to go walk around the river walk, go to some different bars, go check out a bunch of the nightlife in the area. But it was too freaking cold. We literally just stayed in our hotel. There was a really nice bar attached to the Acme Hotel. Um, and it used to be an old mobster hangout in Chicago back in the day. And they they, they kind of like upscaled it into like a really classy bar. It's a really classy hotel, really nice hotel. But um, there was like a 1920s themed party going on there that night. And Jessica and I, obviously, we didn't bring any clothing to, to match the party. It was like a private party anyway, but they just were all over the place. But we were there. We had uh, some drinks. We'd kind of just like enjoying the atmosphere and talking. I ordered a Long Island, dude. The the bartender that made the Long Island, it was like... Like a, a Long Island iced gin, more or less. Like oh, they God. were very heavy on the gin, and it was literally the probably one of the worst tasting Long Islands I've ever had. But I still drank it, and I'm gonna tell you, dude, that thing messed me up because I also, you know, had recently, and I talked about it recently on the uh, the Maxwell podcast this past Monday. But uh, I did get a bit vulnerable, and um, you know, I talked about a little bit of some of my mental health issues that I have now, or but I've been suffering through. But I talked about it more on Max Level and how my doctor recently put me on. Axel and Xanax. I had actually taken a Xanax about an hour and a half before I went to the bar. <laughs> Xanax and drinking is one of my favorite things to do. It's so crazy. I was, I was like, I don't, was don't, seeing. Please, 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 people, just don't do that. It's not good for you. I was, <laughs> I was seeing things in the bar, and I was like seeing these like random flashes of light, and I kept like looking at things and zoning out. Jessica's like, "What are you looking at?" And I was like, "Dude, there's just light." She's like, "There's no light there." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> There's a oh, light, Brian. but there was no light. Dude. I was literally so gone. And then uh, unfortunately, we were on the 11th floor of that hotel. Um, when we left the bar, they were servicing the elevators. So the elevators were down. So we had to climb 11 flights of stairs, drunk off our ass. Oh. Me, uh, me on the pills. Like It was so crazy. It was just the worst experience in the world. Saturday, we, we went to Medieval Times. So much fun. We went to the near concert. So much fun. Drinking at the bar. So much fun. All the driving around, all the issues that we had, all the freaking just everything else was a disaster. But uh, it's because we crammed so much stuff into literally like a, we were we were only in Chicago for 15 hours. Like it, we, we crammed so much stuff into that little amount of time. And, you know, next time we go out of town, we definitely want to make it more than just like a, a one day trip. But let's get back to the music. Obviously, I, how beautiful were Emmy Evans's vocals on this particular track? I love me some good old chaos. How, yeah, like people, and, and I think I told you this, and I can't remember, did I say that on BG Main already? I don't know, but I'm going to say it again. People in the audience were kind of like wondering what language she was speaking. People were confused if it was Latin, if it was Japanese, if it was French, because it borrows from Japanese, it borrows from Latin, it borrows from French, which is why people get confused with like those three languages. But it's her made up language for this universe. Emmy Evans was, ta- and we've talked about this before, she was tasked with creating this language um, that she sings in 
Eden on both the near and the near automata soundtracks. And it's so cool, man, that she I, I think she's I the only that, one that knows I, it by heart. I speak that language fluently for the first like 20 minutes of the day when I first wake <laughs> up. I think she's the only one that uh, that knows it by heart. And it's so cool that she doesn't make a mistake, man. Like the 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 chaos that you hear in the track there that we just listened to is exactly the what she said in Chicago. So the concert again, it's so freaking beautiful. It's so well done. They're actually the day this uh, the day this podcast episode goes up on the 29th Wednesday. They are going to be in Los Angeles. If you're in L.A. and listening to the show, if tickets are still available, when I'm looking on their website and they are uh, buy them, go to this concert. It's at the Microsoft Theater at 8 p.m. Uh, tonight. Go check that out. You highly, highly, highly are not going to be disappointed. And then on I know we have a large audience in the UK on February 2nd. They're going to have two shows at the Royal Festival Hall at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. They're both sold out. So you'll definitely have to get tickets through the secondhand market StubHub if they do that over there in the UK or whatever the UK equivalent of is, for, you know, whatever the UK equivalent of StubHub is or just buy them from people scalping them out outside. I do. This concert is something that cannot be missed. Uh, I don't think we have any listeners in, in Thailand, but they're going to be in Bangkok on February 15th and 16th at 4 p.m. Uh, local time. Tickets are both still available for those shows as well. Uh, and then obviously, if it continues to go on tour in North America, if it comes to a city near you, go check this out, man. We had so much fun. And you know it's what? so cool. If they, because if, they we come actually, back, if they come back through, I'm going to definitely see them in New York. Because No, you, abs- you absolutely should. And it was so cool because the Chicago show was the premiere of this tour. So Jessica and I literally got to go to the premiere weekend of this near concert. Man, it was so much fun. Like, guys, come to come to the garden. OK, it's which where everything happens to hell with Chicago in the future. <laughs> But we're actually going to kick now to our listener pick on the episode. We are, we're five tracks in. We always usually make the fifth track on Radio R, our listener pick. And we are going to kick to a suggestion and a pick from somebody that is in our Discord server. Again, our Discord server can be found in our description box for all the podcast episodes we put up. Click that link, join it, interact with us, all that kind of stuff. We we love having all the listeners of BG Mania, all the consumers of our podcast, you know, BG Mania and Max Level, anyone that reads our website, livingongames.com. We want you all in there interacting with us on a daily basis on our Discord server. But this actually comes to us from uh, TechieG33K, or as we like to say, Techie, Techie Geek. Yeah, exactly. Techie Geek. Uh, he's uh, he's actually requested this a few times, and we're finally just now getting to get it into an episode. He It's a, called Original Sin from Divinity Original Sin, the first Divinity. He said that um, this game he has one of the fondest memories of. His oldest son was born, and he played this game a lot while his son sat with him or slept next to him while his wife was catching up on sleep. And he said he remembers in the last battle of the game, having his son literally on his lap. And uh, this is just basically like one of his greatest memory songs. And he wanted to hear it in one of our, you know, upcoming episodes. So we're going to do that now for you, Techie Geek uh, from Divinity Original Sin. This one is called Original Sin.
And that was Original Sin from Divinity Original Sin, the first game. This came out on PC June 30th, 2014. It will later come to uh, PS4 and Xbox One on October 27th, 2015. This was composed by Kirill Pokrovsky. And it's really unfortunate. He was a Russian-Belgian composer, and he had a pretty successful career as a video game composer and kind of worked hand-in-hand with Larian Studios up until Divinity Original Sin, which was his final composition. You know, he finished work on that soundtrack, and unfortunately, he passed away June 1st, 2015. So he, at at the age of 53. Yeah, so he is no longer with us. And uh, I want to say we've played a track or two of his on the podcast before because I think I remember talking about that. Um, yeah, really, really unfortunate that Kirill Pokrovsky passed away and it doesn't uh, doesn't say why or how he passed away. But man, it, it, it's really unfortunate. So um, his music is going to live on because that was freaking awesome. Absolutely. That was freaking beautiful, man. Uh, obviously, Techie Geek and Discord, you know, one of his memory songs with him and his son and playing through this game such a cool story and a beautiful beautiful soundtrack to this beautiful game it uh it reminds me it, you know it's, it's super high fantasy obviously it's divinity and it's a role-playing game it's a very classically styled role-playing game i highly very, recommend it very, very dnd yeah very very dnd absolutely uh, i've played divinity original sin i've not played divinity original sin 2 uh i know i own that uh sean owns that we keep talking about over and over and over again how we really need to play that together uh i, I would love to at some point just it's so hard to find the time but yeah man what a beautiful track beautiful track good pick good pick if you're looking for a new all-purpose gaming related podcast to listen to look no further than the max level podcast Every Monday morning, five friends have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com, there's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever else you consume your daily podcasts. I'm going to go for uh, a little hidden gem that, you know, maybe you heard of it, maybe you haven't, um, but it just hit the switch six years later. Uh, This is from the Talos Principle. This is six years later. (laughs) This is False God.
And that was False God from the Talos Principle, which came out December 11th, 2014, and that was composed by Damjam Maravunak. That's right. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this is from Crow Team, the same people who put out all the Serious Sam games. Uh, so he was a oh, Croatian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a, he's a Croatian um, composer. The Talos Principle is uh, something that I actually skipped over. I really? had many, ch- uh, many chances to play this game. I've just never actually sat down and done it. I think you like it. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I it's like, definitely, definitely more of a Frank game. No, it's definitely more of a Frank game. Very much like, you know, Mist or The Witness or any of those types of games where you're just solving puzzles. But it, it, it seems interesting. But yeah, uh, the actual one of the founders of this recently broke away from Crow Team and now they're joining the Stadia Project. So I hope you enjoy not having a job soon. Um <laughs> I wonder if they're going to try to make like a um, or or have a studio make like a, a game like this. It's possible. It would it obviously would work well on it would work well on Stadia. So I, I wouldn't mind a sequel, to be quite honest. Yeah. Or or just something similar. But that's a great track, man. Very. um, It's it's very haunting, like with the, especially with the name False God. I don't know where this takes place in the game or what's going on, but uh, it, it's you a very me, haunting I get, track. I always get my spooky track in when it comes to a uh, radio hour. I don't know if I call it spooky. It's a little spooky. I mean, okay. it's, 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 it's I guess it's a little unsettling, but it, it's more hauntingly chilling or hauntingly beautiful as opposed to what I would consider like a spooky pick. But it's really well done. It's really good. I like it a lot. It's the rest of the soundtrack. Like, I wonder, there, I, I'm not there, listening there, to it at are, all. So. There, there were a lot of good tracks. This is my favorite okay. one by and far. Okay. I, I might check out the rest of the soundtrack and just see what else is on there because I did really enjoy that track. It was a, it was a good pick. I appreciated that. We're going to go back to some Nier. We're done with the original Nier now, though. We're going to go to Nier Automata for the rest of our Nier picks on those who talk about the Chicago trip from Nier Automata. The name of this one is City Ruins.
that was City Ruins from Near Automata. Near Automata came out here in North America. It was actually a worldwide release. Um, no, actually it wasn't. It came out in Japan uh, two weeks earlier. Uh, North America hit March 7th, 2017. It came out in Japan February 23rd, 2017. Again, composed by Kaichi Okabe. This was how they started off the second half of the concert after intermission. So this was the first track that they played during the uh, Near Automata part. So again, they played 10 tracks from Near, you know, in order. I actually wrote it down. Uh, they did Snow and Summer, then Song of the Ancients, Hills of Radiant Winds, A Meal Song, Gods Bound by Rules, The Wretched Automatons, Grandma, Shadow Lord, Ashes of Dreams, and then Kaine. And, you know, we had already played uh, Song of the Ancients and Shadow Lord before on the show. So getting Snow and Summer and Kaine in there, you know, now we played four of the ten that they did from the original Nier. And then from uh, Nier Automata, they did City Ruins, Amusement Park, A Beautiful Song, Alien Manifestation, The Tower, Dependent Weakling, Bipolar Nightmare, Morning, The Sound of the End, and then Weight of the World. And then they had an encore um, of Dark Colossus from Nier Automata. So out of those 11 tracks, we've already played Weight of the World which was the one that we did in our Emotions of Sadness episode. We've already done um, A Beautiful Song, and we've already done Amusement Park. And I think we also did uh, one other one. I can't remember exactly which other ones, and I'm not looking at the list right now, so I don't know. But I'm going to hit three of the additional ones we haven't had, and then Jessica's doing one that we didn't hear. So, uh, But again, it was, it was really cool how they did it. So the second half of the concert had a lot more, I guess, visual representation because it is a much more popular game than the first near so they had like movies from the game playing on the screen they had you know 2b which are you know the your units from the game 2b 9s and a2 they had like dialogue from them up there on the screen it was really well done how they did kind of reminded me a lot of like the final fantasy the distant worlds concert how they show uh stills and movies from the individual final fantasy games while they're playing the music this was the same way and a lot of people started really getting into the concert by around this point because these are the songs that people recognized more so than the original ones. So it was cool. People were definitely getting more excited. Like as soon as they finished City Ruins, they kicked right to Amusement Park, which is my second favorite track from Nier Automata right behind Weight of the World. And we played it before and we've talked about it before. We actually played it on an episode of Radio Hour. Uh, One of our actual first episodes of Radio Hour, we played uh, Amusement Park. But that part of the game is when you go to this area and all of these like machine life forms are not not hostile they're you know they're just trying to live a peaceful life and again it's why I, it's why I think Nier Automata is such an important game that needs to be experienced by so many people because it really does delve into these topics that really make you think and like I said before time and time again makes you question life makes you question the, your existence because these machines which were created by us several th- hundred you know thousands of tens of thousands of years ago because it takes place in like the year 11 or 12,000 or something like that. Uh, They're just trying to survive and they've built this society by themselves and, you know, they're not human, but they're just trying to live on and then you have these androids, the Yorha units, 2B, 9S, A2 that are sent there to destroy the machines because they're trying to destroy what humanity was and it turns out that, again, I'm not not trying to spoil some of the game um, but, you you know, you find out some things later on and, dude, it's 
it's such an important story. I'm glad it's my recommendation for Kyle on the Max of a podcast for him to play through this game at some point in uh, 2020, because if he does all the endings as he promised me he would do, I, I think it's, it's really going to be eye opening for him as well. And I'm really excited to talk about him, uh, talk about it to him after he does finish the game. And I really wish you'd have a chance to sit down and play this because like, I, I I really think it, it's telling an important story. I really do. Yeah, I think I know the story. And that's when Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back and helps Sean Connor. <laughs> no, it's totally not that. But man, City Ruins, it's such a good track. And, you know, you only had one vocalist here on the official soundtrack, but the way they did it during the near concert, uh, it's it's done like the vocals are done by that choir that I talked about earlier on. And dude, it was so freaking chill inspiring to hear the choir, especially, like I said, with some of the deep male vocalists that they had and like some of the female vocalists that really sounded inspired or trained like classically opera way. Oh, dude, it was so good. Like I, I was just I'm literally totally in heaven. I was literally in heaven during this concert. Like I, I like the soundtracks to Final Fantasy, but Nier holds a really special place in my heart, the entire franchise and getting to experience this music live. Again, I said it before, but I cannot thank Leanne and Artie Roth from AWR Music enough for making this happen for us. I had such a fun time. I really did. I'm still totally jealous. I should have went. <laughs> Maybe next I time. W- I would have slept on the floor or at the foot of the bed. Um, okay, for my pick. Uh, from another recent game. This is from uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarots. This is Shala Headshala Variation. And that was the Shala Head Shala variation from Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which uh, came out January 17, 2020, composed by the actual original composer from the TV show, Mr. Bruce Falconer. Well, nice. at, least the, at least the Canadian version. Is uh, that is that from the show? That is um, an Angelo music that you hear in the background of a lot of stuff along the okay. way. Okay. Uh, but that is one of the actual songs. I, I, I want to say it's either the opening or closing song to Dragon Ball Z um, that has lyrics and everything. I couldn't tell you because I don't speak Japanese, but uh, it's called Shala Head Shala because they say it during the song. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was wondering why it was named that. So that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I used to know the lyrics to this back 
back in the day when I was watching Dragon Ball Z as a kid. But uh, just hearing this take, takes me back to the day of just, and these are like, the, these are the original like Kakarot stories, the original Goku stories when he's like first there. That's the whole point of this game. And you haven't picked this game up yet, which is kind of surprising. I know, really, it's the only game out there in general, but I haven't gotten it because I've been cheap. <laughs> it's w- a total. Waiting on that tax return money to come in. Yeah, actually, uh, I got to do Jessica's taxes this week. Uh, I'm going to do her parents as well again this year, like I usually always do. But this is a total Frank pick. Like, it's definitely, like, just happy-go-lucky, jolly type of a feel. Uh, very whimsical. I really would like to get myself a, a xylophone for the house. I'm sure they'd hate me upstairs, but... uh <laughs> I can just see you sitting there playing it like throughout the night. And oh, man, people would be so mad. See, I should do it. It's catchy. It's a catchy tune. I got, I got Brian's endorsement. It's a catchy tune. I, I probably am not going to get that one out of my head for a while. Like I can still hear it playing, uh, even though we're not currently listening. Even, well, you're still listening to it as we uh, as we talk about it on, on the show. But we don't let's keep listening to the tracks as we talk about them after we listen to them once. But I can still hear that in my head. Like I could totally hear that. It's not going to be out of my head anytime soon. Any, any, Anytime I hear that, it instantly takes me back to the cartoon and then just, you know, the announcer just passed away. Rest in peace. I forget your name. But uh, I, I, oh, I hear, him, anu- I hear him announcing the new episode of what's going on. So there you go. Yeah, that's sad. All right, man. Well, we're going to go back to my picks. No. And yeah, Jessica's is after that. No. <laughs> yep, I'm next. So from near Automata, this is Bipolar Nightmare.
And that was Bipolar Nightmare from Near Automata, again released here in North America, March 7th, 2017. Again, composed by Kaichi Okabe. Dude, can you just imagine hearing that one again live? Like, this is a boss battle music from, from Near Automata, and they actually played several pieces of music from boss battles because a lot of the boss battle music in Near is pretty rockingly epic. Do they have an opera singer, like, they're carrying along? Again, one of the female vocalists from the choir had, like I said, she sounded like she was trained in some type of opera singing because her voice just carried and you could tell that she was like the one of the main leads I guess of that choir but my god dude like just hearing this live again so many songs literally gave me goosebumps so many songs literally you know had me feeling so emotional that I was getting to hear this music live and the I guess who you would call like the lead guy of the entire orchestra he was one of the violin players he was the uh, guy sitting in the first chair to conductor Arnie Roth's left. He was so entertaining to watch and he was so, he got all the solos in terms of like the violin solos. Well, and, that's the first chair for it. Yeah, he, he was the one that like before Arnie Roth came out, you know, he stood up and warmed up the orchestra and, you know, did the same thing after the intermission. But Jessica and I were just so drawn to him because of the passion that he expressed while playing. You, you know, like you can always tell when somebody is really in tune with their instrument because of the way that they move and the way that, you know, like, you know, when you look at like a good guitar player and how, you know what they always call like the guitar face and that kind of stuff. Yes. Like he just had that with the violin, man. Like he had that violin face and like he, his whole body was in tune and in movement with the notes that he was playing. And you could just tell that he was so into it. And really I was watching so many different people play while, while watching the orchestra that they were using for this concert. And, you know, most people were just looking at their sheet music and playing. There was one girl who was playing the cello who kind of got lost at one point. I, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but I noticed it. Like she, she kind of stopped playing for a good, like maybe half of the of the page because she just got lost. And I think she got behind and then just kind of waited to a point where she knew to come back in. But um, this guy who was the first chair of the violin, like he was looking at his sheet music, but like you could just see all the times like he how he was looking up at Artie Roth and he was literally following every little beat of the of the conduction and it just it made me so happy like to see that and like just his love of the music expressed so much of I, I'm wondering if he's a fan of the game like it really did make me wonder if, like if he's played these games or if he's I just has any experience really digs the music and, like, you know, maybe he maybe he just really likes you know the music and really cares about what he's doing but it just was so beautiful to see and like just you could see it in his eyes man he just really enjoyed it and oh, dude it, 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 I, I love these types of concerts. I love orchestra concerts. I mean, it's something that I enjoy going to. I don't get to go to them enough, but every time I do, I really do get, you know, I do enjoy it. I love the Final Fantasy ones. That's why I want to go see uh, Tommy Tallarico in Video Game Live one day. Like, I want to go see that stuff because... You have to I, go to a MAGFest one of these days, you and me. Yeah, I, I want to get to MAGFest. I want to see, like, I just enjoy experiencing this stuff live that I, that I put my heart and soul into on a daily and weekly basis through Level Down Games. And, dude, like I said, just, if you are in a city that the near orchestra concert is coming to go see it 
and just keep an ear out because they they did tease that uh, you know they might be coming back to Chicago at some point in the future. So it sounds like they're trying to put together like an actual North American tour for the uh, for the near concert. And if they do that, I implore all of you if you're in if you're, if you're in the states, you gotta go see it. And if you're in the UK, like I said, they're literally gonna be there uh, in a, in next week. So go or yeah, next week. So if you're there, if you're in the UK and you can get some tickets secondhand, go check this out. But we're now gonna kick to Jessica's pick. So we're gonna cut here. We'll go to her and we'll be right back after we listen to the track. All right, so I'm not usually on this section when Jessica intros her track, but uh, uh, I am sitting right here. She actually was down here while we were recording BG Mania today. Hello. Frank and I, uh, you know, like I said, we recorded the uh, half of Max Level. Obviously, Max Level, as I posted on social media, is going up a day late because of our Chicago trip. Uh, If you want to hear all about that, listen to Max Level yesterday. I'm on it this time. Yeah, you're in the main discussion. Literally 40 minutes worth of a discussion. Uh, I think it ended up being like 43 or 44 minutes total. But... um, yeah, go check that out. And then we uh, obviously did BG Mania right after this, so I called Jessica down here just so we can knock this all out right at once because literally I'm kind of in crunch time to get these podcasts up on time. So uh, Jessica sitting right here next to me as we're going to intro her track. Uh, as we talked about on Max Level, and as I've been talking about this entire episode of Radio Hour, again, we're on Radio Hour Volume 31 for BG Mania. Uh, we went and saw the Near concert in Chicago this past Saturday. So all five of my picks came from tracks that we heard live. You know, I picked two from the original Near, and I picked three from Near Automata. You, however, are picking a track from uh, Near Automata that we did not hear. Ooh, I know. I'm, I'm being wild right now. Um, and if you guys are sick of the Near music, I'm sorry, but... Um, the song I picked was it's the machine song. Yeah, I think called, it's called Pascal or Pascal. Yep. Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that song because I like just interesting, different things. Because I myself am very weird, quirky, and I like interesting and different things. Um, I was a little upset that they didn't play it because I was kind of curious to see the instruments they used for it and how they kind of got that music. You know what I mean? Like how they got that. Um, Brian did make it aware though during Max Level that. There was no children, and since there's children singing the songs, it wouldn't make sense, which makes sense, but I still wanted to see it. Sure. Um, but yeah. at least we get to listen to it, so, I mean, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah so so we'll kick to that now from, uh, from Nier Automata. This is Pascal.
was Pascal from Near Automata, again released here in North America, March 7th, 2017, composed by Keiichi Okabe. They did not play this, ga- uh, this not game, the track, during the Near Orchestra concert, and it actually kind of made Jessica sad, as we talked about there a little bit before we heard the track. Uh, they, She was unsure how they were actually going to pull this one off, because a lot of the instrumentation is kind of different, and they are using, like, a, ch- a I guess it's like a childlike singer or childlike yeah. choir meant to sound kind of like machines singing. So I guess they could have pulled it off by, you know, just using the choir that was there, but it wouldn't have sounded nearly the same. And if they would have just played it over the speakers, then it wouldn't have had like the same impact that all the other tracks did that they did play live. So it probably was for the best that they left this one off the set list. But still, it is, you know, it is a popular track from Nero Automata and it's one that you hear often because you do go back to this location time and time again you know a lot of side stuff happens there a lot of you know quests in the game main story missions lead you to go through this area so you will hear it often and it would have been cool to hear it live but i i I see why they left it off but uh it it did make jessica sad because it was one of the ones that she wanted to hear most (laughs) it would have been cool to see them like try to pull it off live yeah just to see how they would have actually done it all the kid voices yeah yeah, just to see how, you know, something like that would have been done. But thanks for the pick. And obviously, Jessica had a ton of fun in Chicago. Uh, she had never seen Medieval Times before so, or even, you know, living in Vegas all those years. You know, they have the Tournament of Kings at the Excalibur, which is largely based on Medieval Times, so much so that it's basically the same show. But even that, like she'd never seen a Did your night win. No, it never does. <laughs> No, they have the uh, at the one in Chicago. And I can't remember how if it's the same colors or the same way. But I do know they they, they they do deviations of the show because it wouldn't be very fun if literally the same night won every single time because you'd always know, like, you know, who was going to win. And you know, it just wouldn't be fun. But we were in the yellow section and he was the first night eliminated, as usually happens when I go to these shows. <laughs> I usually always am in the section where the uh, the knight is eliminated first, but they have the yellow knight, the blue knight, the uh, the red and black knight, or I'm sorry, the red and yellow knight, the red knight, the green knight, and the black and white knight. There was no black knight, and hmm. um, I think that might be something that is exclusive to the Tournament of Kings in Las Vegas, because uh, you know, uh, Sean knows him, and I actually know him as well, I, but I wouldn't call him a friend of the show. Antonio Restivo plays the black knight in the, uh, the Tournament of Kings at uh, at the Excalibur and uh, super fun when he always comes out. He's the one that shoots fire and all that kind of stuff. They didn't do any like anything like that during medieval times, but she had a ton of fun watching that show. Uh, you know, they give you a, a nice meal to eat during the day. She got the vegetarian. She's not a huge fan of like the some of the ways that people cook chicken. So she's very picky with when, you know, chicken is served and, you know, they call it a baby dragon, but it's still just chicken. <laughs> but um, so she ended up doing the uh, the vegetarian option, which was like a like a bean stew, but she loved it. She said it was really freaking good. And they give you that like tomato broth and stuff, you know, that the uh, the start with the bread. Oh, dude, it's such a fun show. If you've never if you if you live near an area with Medieval Times, you've never seen that. Go check it out. Medieval Times is so much fun. Or if you're ever in Vegas, go check out the Tournament of Kings. But, um, you know, she had so much fun on this on this trip. And I'm glad that we finally got to get away because, you know, we haven't been on a vacation really since we went to Sleepy Hollow in New York, like what, four or five years ago. So, you know, 
our, our vacation was overdue, even though it was uh, such such a short one and and so rushed because of a lot of the things that we tried to do. We never we didn't even get to go see uh, Buckingham Fountain, you know, the fountain that's at the uh, start of the Married with Children intro. One of the things yeah. that we wanted to do. We didn't get to do that. We didn't get to uh, drive past Wrigley Field. There's a lot of things we didn't get to do just because we didn't have time. Next but, time. Uh, next time. Yeah, we you're do. So, wanna... You're so young. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we did see a lot of things that we wanted to do. And I think we are going to try to make a return trip to Chicago at some point in the future. And when we do, we're going to try to stay for like two or three days so that way we're not having to rush around. And and yes, definitely in the summer so that we can walk around on Riverwalk and not be freezing our asses off. Go take a walk around Lincoln. Go take a walk around Lincoln Park. It'll be nice. Yeah, the Lincoln Park Zoo, which is free. I think I think that's super cool. Yeah, super super cool. But um, thanks for the pick, Jessica, as always, and uh, glad you and I got to go on that little trip to Chicago. It was a lot of fun. Brian here with BG Mania. Leveldowngames.com is quickly growing, but with your help and support, we can continue expanding our footprint in the gaming industry at an even faster rate. If you're unfamiliar, we do more than just audio podcasts. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both BG Mania and Max Level, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, weekly editorial articles, and daily news stories. If you aren't yet visiting leveldowngames.com daily, now is the time. We went through a massive redesign for the beginning of the year. Everything is much easier to find, and it looks like a million dollars. Thanks for all the continued support as we continue to expand our presence in the industry with leveldowngames.com. Frank, we have one track left apiece. I almost said two tracks again, just like I did last week on the episode, but uh, we have one track left each. What is your final pick on this Radio Hour Volume 31? I'm closing it out on my pick uh, with the game that came out November 21st, 2019. So just a couple months ago, this is No Future from Black Future 88.
And that was No Future from Black Future 88. As I said, came out November 21st, 2019. Composed by Don Bellinger. Dude, this soundtrack is everything you and I love. It is a synth punk uh, soundtrack. Very much uh, the same color scheme as all the uh, the synth pop kind of stuff going on. Yeah, the synth wavy, retro wavy stuff that I'm a huge fan of. It totally sounds like it. Uh, I, I had a feeling it was going to be like that, man. You know, Black Feature 88 is a game I've had my eye on for a while and I just not had time to pick it up and play it yet but I've kind of not spoiled myself on the soundtrack but after hearing that I think I'm going to have to listen to the soundtrack from start to finish. I listened to quite a, <laughs> I listened to quite a few tracks and I couldn't make up my mind so I actually was like you know what is what is the most listened to one on YouTube that's what I'm going to go with because <laughs> I, I could have picked I, I had a good list is what I'm saying. That was so good man like I'm glad you actually picked that have you played this yet Doesn't or no? no I I have not yet, but I've read up on this extensively, procedurally generated and everything. And, you know, that's, yeah. we, we love we love that kind of stuff. Yeah, like this game looks so freaking cool. Uh, kind of an indie game that kind of flew under a lot of people's radars last year. But it just it looks so polished and so well done. And that soundtrack is is something to be proud of for sure. Like I love like I said, we talk about it quite often, as you mentioned. But the uh, the retro wave synth wave movement that's been kind of ongoing over the past few years, you know, bringing like this 80s flair and 80s style back, uh, th- these things that are just inspired by that time period. Uh, you know, we dance with the dead, friends of the show for max level, you know, you know that we use all their music and they're inspired by that kind of stuff as well. Um, it's just so freaking cool how all of this stuff can continue to exist and be created and sound completely different, even though it's inspired by stuff we already know and love. Like nothing ever sounds like a ripoff or forced. It always is so flowing and natural. And that track was just so freaking good, man. That was a that was a great pick. Thank you, Brian. It's because I picked it. Well, I give credit sometimes when credit is due, but that's Yay! not often not often when it comes to you. <laughs> But unfortunately, we're about to come to the close of the episode this week, and I am going to close out with another track from Nero Automata that was such a beautiful moment during the concert. The name of the track is Morning, uh, as in like remembrance, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, not morning as in like a brand new day. Morning is in sadness. And this actually takes place at a very sad moment in the game. And, you know, the choir was doing the vocals for the vocals that we heard during this particular track. And I found a like a comment from a YouTube user by the name of Sirtako that was posted over a year ago that kind of loosely translated what's being said to English. And I think it's important to read that because it kind of gives an idea of of really what I mean when I say this game is something that really does deserve to be played. And it it has a much deeper underlying message than most people ever realize, even people that have played the game. You know, some people just blindly play through games and, and don't really pay attention to a lot of different things. But this game is so important. So what we're kind of hearing there in English, one solemn duty is upheld, hoping it will not in the final judgment have been necessary. In our time here, may each human life we're graced with never be forgotten, never Never be lost in its death. May we take solace in what persists now, in what we still have to give, in the hope of a new dawn. 
One solemn duty is upheld, hoping it will not, in its finality, have been in vain to bulwark against this loss. May we still take solace in what persists now, and what we still have to give in the hope of a new dawn. We uphold our solemn duties, hoping they will not, at the end of all things, have hurt this world more than they have healed it. And this particular user said that, you know, this song is written in remembrance of those trapped outside of the habitable band of the Earth, and after Earth entered its geostationary orbit with the sun. This is all part of, like, the storyline and plot and backstory of a lot of what happens in the uh, the universe that Nier Automata exists within. Uh, their loss, the humanity's loss, is considered by the androids into the 120th century to be a shame for their race on par with the death of the original. And that's not going to make a lot of sense to a lot of people listening to this if you've never played Nier or Nier Automata or any of the Dragon Guard games. But you don't have to play anything but Nier Automata to truly grasp how impactful this game can be if you let it be. Again, if you just blindly play through the game, like if you just play through it once and you think you're done and you've never played through it over and over again to get the full story, because again, the way that Nier works is you play through the game and then it encourages you to play through the game again. And when you play through it a second time, you're playing as 9S instead of 2B. And then it encourages you to play through it again. And then in the third playthrough, you start off at a different point in the game that you've never seen before because the third playthrough is where the second half of the game starts at. <laughs> so you've already played through the game twice by the time that you reach this point. And when you start that third playthrough, you're getting another 10, 20 hours worth of content that normally a lot of people aren't going to see. And then, you know, that ending has, you know, that playthrough has an ending. And then there's three additional endings, endings D, E, and F on top of that. And it's so well done, man. Like just how they did this, how they put it together, how it all flows together. I'm so happy that they chose to play this track because I think that it beautifully encapsulates everything that Near has to say, you know, how fragile existence is, how blind we are to a lot of things in the world, and just how existence and life isn't really what it seems. That's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to spoil too much more than I already have, but I, I encourage all of you, again, I've already said it, go check out the Near concert if it's coming to a city near you. Thanks once again to Leanne and Arnie Roth from AWR Music Productions for making everything happen for Level Down Games. We're hopefully going to be working with them in the the future on other concerts that they produce like the Final Fantasy stuff so keep an ear out for anything that we give away obviously we're going to try to travel around and do some more stuff with them we we definitely uh, ha have made new friends through AWR Music and, and I really do uh, appreciate everything that they did for us and it's just it was so much fun so uh, and I'm glad I got to play more music from Nier and Nier Automata on BG Mania because it's something I've always wanted to do you know I've considered doing an entire episode based on these games but uh, I I'm happy just doing it in a radio hour getting to talk about this concert like this was so much fun for me getting, you know, and I'm finally, you know, just getting to relax now for the first day after driving so much. Obviously, max level was delayed a day because of the amount of driving and, and the traveling to Chicago. But what a great episode of Radio Hour this ended up being, man. This was so much fun. Good stuff. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. It'd be cool for this to actually go nationwide. So that way, you know, people across the U.S. can experience the uh, magic that was the near concert because 
if, if I could literally sum it up in one word, the concert was magical. So check it out if it's coming to a city near you. <laughs> that is going to do it for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to BG Mania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, interact with it. As I mentioned earlier on in the show, we want all of our listeners to be in Discord interacting with us from BG Mania, from Max Level, and all the readers of leveldowngames.com. We have a ton of fun in our Discord server, so come in there, interact with us, and it'll be a lot of fun. Next week on the show, we're going back to some retro stuff. We've been kind of doing some modern stuff here for a little while, so we're going to be hitting up retro pretty hard over the next two weeks. But starting off next week, we're going to be doing an entire focus on a soundtrack that I think deserves more love. And I think you guys will agree after we play 16 amazing tracks from this game next week. It's a Sega Genesis release, and it's a game by the name of Crusader of Senti. Frank is going to really love next week's episode. I, I, I do. Trust me, you're going to have fun. <laughs> I will keep the music playing and I will keep it loud. You'll try to. But taking us out of this episode <laughs> once again, <laughs> we have Morning from Near Automata. And the only way to end the episode, the correct way, is to keep the music playing and keep it loud. <laughs>